Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for June the 7th. A sugar deal between the US and Mexico shows that a NAFTA deal is doable, but ambitious within a year-end timeframe. The Mexican government may also need to boost aerospace and energy spending in order to land a deal. Also, we preview the Merkel-Peña Nieto summit later this week. Let's kick off with Mexico-US trade policy with three items that we've published today. First, the US and Mexico have reached a revised sugar trade deal that defines the quantity and price of Mexican exports in return for the US not applying tariffs. US Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross has stated that the deal bodes well for the two countries' relationship, presumably ahead of NAFTA talks. We'd be somewhat cautious, though, about being too optimistic on the NAFTA deal as a result of this. Firstly, the deal is only set in principle and there's a long way to go yet. Also, talks extended for over eight months. The US sugar industry is also not yet on board, which means that changes could be required to the deal to avoid legal challenges. All those points illustrate that completing the broader and more complex NAFTA renegotiation could take longer than the year-end timeframe that the two parties want. The winners from this sugar deal, though, are US high-fructose corn syrup exporters such as ADM and Tate & Lyle. They could have faced retaliation and increased their exports to Mexico by more than a quarter in April as a defensive move, our data shows. On a related topic, Mexican Economy Minister Ildefonso Guajardo has said the country is open to rebalancing its trade surplus with the US via trade expansion as part of NAFTA talks. This should mean increased US exports to Mexico, as any other combination would be a contraction in trade. Our analysis of the top 500 US export lines globally and to Mexico show that aerospace, healthcare and energy are three areas where Mexico is underrepresented. Moving to America's average trade per country in those three areas could increase its Mexico-bound exports by 8%, and that's equivalent to nearly 30% of the current trade deficit. However, the Mexican government's influence over Pemex and Aeromexico's purchasing plans would prove critical in delivering such a plan. Third, and at a slight tangent, US President Donald Trump has reportedly suggested using solar panels as a way to get Mexico to pay for the proposed border wall between the two countries. While his plans are far from firm, they could include either the US adding panels to the wall and selling the electricity to Mexico, or Mexican utilities installing panels and paying for use of the wall as a mounting system. However, Mexico has so far made only modest investments in solar power, with just 1% of the installed capacity of the United States. Imports of equipment by Mexico suggest an acceleration is not close, with a 3% rise only in the past year, despite a 17% jump in April, our data shows. Sourcing may also prove controversial, as China provided more than a half of Mexico's solar power equipment in the past year. I'll come back to Mexican trade policy later, but let's move on to logistics. Container handling across nine countries that we track increased by 8% in April, the 27th straight month of growth, and only just a little bit below March's 10% increase. Brazil's ports expanded the quickest at around 11%, though this was due solely to higher import handling. The US was in second place due to an Asian-led expansion at Long Beach, 
while the main disappointments were, were South Africa, whose volumes are unchanged, and Spain, which did see a 4% increase, but faces strikes in May and June. Changing tack now to economics, Taiwan's exports increased by just under 10% in May, an eighth straight month of growth. That represented the third month of slowing growth, though, even if it was a little bit better than expected by economists. Shipments to China and Hong Kong dragged, with an increase of just 6%. Notably, that was a slower rate than US-bound export growth for the first time in nine months. From a product perspective, Taiwanese exports of semiconductors climbed by 14%, including a one-third jump in memory chips. Given that they're the largest export lines to China, that growth would suggest that other buyers across Asia are becoming more important. That comes just in time, as Chinese managers' import expectations have begun to fall. Shifting gears now, as it were, we have two articles looking at the trade aspects of the automotive industry out today. Brazilian auto exports reached another new high in May after rising by more than a half on a year earlier. Given that Industry Association and Favia currently forecasts just 7% growth for the full year, an upgrade to their forecasts may be needed once current political upheaval subsides. The higher exports are partly explained by domestic sales growth lagging behind production. Our analysis of nearly 400 company country pairs shows that Peugeot Citroën and Renault's exports to Argentina and Volkswagen's sales to Mexico and Chile are the most important contributors to the auto industry in Brazil. Heading north, Mexican vehicle exports, including autos and commercial vehicles, climbed by 14% on a year earlier in May. That's the fastest rate of growth since at least 2014 on a quarterly basis, at just over 21%. That expansion may prove controversial in the forthcoming NAFTA negotiations with the US that I referred to earlier. Around 80% of Mexican auto exports go to the US. Among the automakers, Ford, General Motors and Fiat Chrysler are most affected by relations with the US, whereas Volkswagen and Renault also sell vehicles from Mexico into Latin America. The growth in May was driven predominantly by new production of the Jeep SUV range by Fiat Chrysler and by Kia's new factory which opened officially in September. Meanwhile, Ford's exports fell by more than a third compared to the last year. Coming back now to trade policy in Mexico, we have a preview of the meeting between Chancellor Merkel of Germany and President Peña Nieto of Mexico that's scheduled for June 9th. Trade will clearly be on the agenda. Progress on the EU-Mexico free trade area will be important, given that Mexico still has a $10 billion trade deficit with Germany, despite a 50% rise in exports in the past year. That growth has been driven by the automakers, with Volkswagen exporting the Audi Q5 to Germany as well as the US. VW and Daimler also import parts from Germany to sell completed vehicles, which are cars for VW and trucks for Daimler, for onward sale to the US. BMW is also planning a factory in Mexico. That may put the forthcoming NAFTA negotiations on the agenda. Other areas for trade growth between the two countries could include refined energy products and power distribution equipment, our analysis of Mexico's top 500 export lines shows. We'll provide an update on the meetings later in the week once more details become clear. If you'd like to see more details on those reports or find out more about Pangeva research generally, just head over to pangeva.com. Thank you very much for listening.